Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 404. I don't think you're ever too old to be daft. I think silly is the greatest gift on earth. Just be silly. Yeah. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Rachel Clegg. Rachel. Hello. Hello. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. I've got my helmet here. I've got various helmets. I've got a a driving helmet, a riding helmet. Yeah, I'm I'm ready. All right. Cool. Very cool. Well, it's great to have you here. Rachel Clegg is an artist who designs and creates unique motorsports-themed nude calendars with a focus on racing, both the Isle of Man TT race and the famous Nürburgring racetrack. Her quirky, bold, artistic, and revealing calendars and prints have been featured in the German national daily newspaper, Die Welt. Her milestones calendar has become a cult piece and is a visual celebration of the renowned TT motorcycle event. Her Nürburgring calendar's backstories are detailed and historic, and the images are rather witty, silly, and quite evocative. Her other art, Sound Stories, are paintings with a nod to motorcycle racing history. Rachel captures motorcycle sound waves, translating them to paint on a canvas. So, Rachel, I told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your career, your passion for automobiles and motorcycles, photography, and art? Well, it's a bit of a, a strange fusion of um I suppose journalism, motorsport and art because well, it started because my grandfather and my father um, well, they, my grandfather and my father were TT racers and my brother also raced. Uh, I have no road sense. <laughs> so sadly I didn't, I didn't acquire any talent in that department. But I did take on the sheer sort of excitement about going to the TT races mm-hmm. as a child. Well, all my life I've gone to the TT races and even now, thinking about it, I, I get excited because there's nothing like it in the world. No. There really isn't. Yeah. So I started covering the TT as a journalist sort of in my mid-20s and then developed like a, an academic interest in it, really, a historical interest. And then my background, I studied art history at university and used to teach art. And I also worked at the Tate Gallery in Liverpool. Oh, okay. So my background was, art as well as journalism so I kind of wanted to bring all those things together and create something that was quite 
quite arty, but also very silly and also kind of a bit grassrootsy. Like, you know, it's done from a shoestring budget. Uh, it's just me and a photographer and my really good friend, Shaz. And we just run around the TT course, which is on public roads, and create these crazy shots. <laughs> and it is a bit mental. <laughs> but um, Which is kind of like the TT anyway, because the TT is completely bonkers. Yes, yeah. And, yeah, so uh, yeah. So that's the TT side of it. And the, the, the sound story for sound waves is more, I've always painted, um, but that's a nice way to sort of capture some of the most exciting um, sounds and, and, and races in motorsport history by trying to get the sounds of those machines at their greatest moments. Yeah, you know, what you're doing is so unique and different. I've had dozens of artists on Cars Jazz guests. I've had photographers and and how you're melding all these things together into something really different and unique. And when Peter Barassa first suggested that I contact you, my first thought was the, you know, the classic Pirelli calendars where they incorporate the Pirelli tires with the beautiful women and those types of calendars. But what you're doing is completely different. There's a whole mindset going on behind these images. And and I'll let our listeners know, of course, we're going to have links to your website. You've got to go check out what she's doing. This is very, very different. It's not what you think when you th- hear the word nude photography of women on racetracks. This is something very, very different, very artistic, and, and I think very thoughtful. So as we're going to learn more about what's behind this and what's behind you and what you're doing, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. It's some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and success, and it's a really great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? Now, I know you come from a motorcycle family background, so instead of saying take the wheel, I'm going to say, Rachel, take the handlebars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope so. Well, I am actually taking the handlebars on Monday because oh, I have my right. uh, <clears throat> the motorcycle test on Monday. Good luck with which, that. <laughs> oh, well, I need I need all the luck in the world um, <laughs> because I was supposed to do it this week, but it was cancelled because of the wind. Ah, okay. Not, fla- not flatulence. Oh. Wind is in weather. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. Thanks for clarifying that. Would be that. Bad. Yes, yeah. that would be Although for it sure. Might, it might propel me to go faster. Well, if it, bad wind, it, it yeah. might. It might. I can tell you are a funny gal. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but yeah, take the handlebars is good. Yeah. Okay. Well, let us know. Like, what is that that mantra, that success quote that you'd like to share with the Cars Out listeners? Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Um. Well, it's not really a quote. I'm sorry, but it's actually a poem by Rudyard Kipling. It's just such a wonderful poem, and I often I often think about it when I need some inspiration. Yeah, and my dad always admired this poem, so it's kind of special as well. Right, I shall read you a line. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for the for their doubting too, if you can wait and not be tired by waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good, nor talk too wise. And it goes on, but it's it's really brilliant. And then at the end, he says, with 60 seconds worth of distant, with 60 seconds worth of distant, distance from, yours is the earth and everything that's in it, and which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Ah, uh, beautiful. So it's kind of like, it's long-winded, but... um. I can repeat that if you want me to. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a a beautiful poem. And how have you incorporated that into what you do and into your life? Well, 
I don't really have like a particular expertise in anything. So I, often I'm stumbling around in the dark <laughs> and feel like I'm going a bit mad. So I always think of Kipling and, and when he says about keeping your head about you, keeping your head when all about you losing theirs. I always try and remember that when I feel like I'm unraveling. Sure. So, yeah, I like that. And, and Winston Churchill is also brilliant for quotes. I have a book here all the time of his quotes. I have had uh, many of my guests here quote Winston Churchill. Of course, the most famous, never, never, ever, ever, ever give up. I'm sure I didn't say it quite exactly how he said it, but absolutely, uh, when you're on any trek, keeping your head about you, never giving up is so important. Would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for vehicles, motorcycles, cars? Growing up in a family with a brother, a father, a grandfather who raced in the Isle of Man, and I'll let our listeners know, most of them probably know what that race is, but for any of you listening that don't, you've got to go check out some videos on YouTube. It is the absolute craziest, fastest motorcycle race you've ever seen through the streets on the Isle of Man. It is incredible to watch. It's scary to watch is what it is, but Tell us about yourself, Rachel, growing up. Was there a moment in your life when you really knew that you were a car gal? I think probably when I started growing up as a teenager and I realized that my friends didn't get excited about these things and I knew I did. Mm. And I think then I realized that, like, oh, hang on a minute. Like, why? How can we not find this exciting? It's like, (laughs) how can you not find a superbike flying down Bray Hill exciting or you know, the sound of a marvelous engine. Mm-hmm. And I think then I realized probably in my late teens um, that I was definitely into it as opposed to being uninterested. Yeah. So, yeah, because um, I haven't gone to so many races as a child. It must, I think it just planted itself in my brain. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that race in particular, and then, of course, Nürburgring, these long-distance road races. Mm. Um, yeah, being around the cars, the bikes, the motorcycles, and... uh that's definitely on my list of things to go experience someday is to be there and watch those guys ride their bikes around. I, it's just mind-boggling to me, the speeds they reach and what they're doing. It's just the, the skill and bravery <laughs> combined is absolutely phenomenal. Rachel, what I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood and ask you to share a huge challenge, or maybe it's a great failure that you faced along the way, but the most important part of the story has to do with how did you overcome that particular situation and what did it teach you? Good timing, this question, because just over a year ago, I was in a hit and run accident. So oh, no. I was on my uh, bicycle riding home from work. I used to work at a newspaper in the city where I live. Mm-hmm. I was riding home from work and uh, a taxi hit me. Oh, gosh. And I was rushing to hospital and they thought it was a serious head injury because there was so much blood pouring out of my ear. Um, and I, I didn't have a helmet on. I hit my head really hard on the road. And um, in the end, I didn't. The, the CT scan showed that I hadn't had a serious head injury, but my face was completely smashed up. So my jaw was smashed, and I couldn't talk or eat for oh weeks my and weeks. Gosh. So um, and I think. I was so worried because I didn't know, even though I knew I was lucky that my head was reasonably okay, what I was worried about was I didn't know what I was going to look like mm-hmm. um, because I, I wouldn't even look in the mirror for about a month because I had no idea about how much damage was done to my face. Oh, wow. And it's now, now I'm doing the motorcycle stuff, the training. I really, really, really tense up and I never used to tense up. 
and it's I'm finding it really hard to overcome it but I just keep thinking that I've got to get there I've got to do it yeah so it's not so much that it's, I've overcome it it's more that I'm in the process of overcoming it now mm-hmm. so um it's just trying to train your brain which is a mystery, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, there's a saying here in the United States, get back on the horse. I don't know if that's if that's yeah, true yeah, over we say that. Yeah. Okay, in England as well. So yeah, getting back on the horse after you've had a situation like that. I've had some people, guests on my show that have been race car drivers who've been in very serious racing accidents and found that getting back in the car in that first new race after a serious accident where they've been injured is really, really hard, and you're right. It's all a mental game, isn't it? I think as well, I take um, a lot of inspiration from my parents because um, years in the 90s, we lived in Florida, and my dad's um, parents had a big motorcycle dealership. Mm. And uh, to cut a massive long story short, they lost all the money that they'd invested into the business, all their life's work was invested mm. into that business, and it was it was lost, and then somebody burnt the business down. Oh, my gosh. So, basically, we ended up in America with nothing, no money, no income. The visa meant we couldn't get jobs, parents couldn't get jobs, so we were just completely stuck, and we'd, you know, everything we'd ever worked for had gone up in flames, literally gone up in flames. Mm. And so as a family unit, we were sort of, we became really close, and yeah. we had to make do. I had to babysit. My brother was just helping around the house, even though he was really young. And mum and dad did what they could for money, but really struggled. And then we came back to the UK, and mum and dad built up a business again from nothing. And having witnessed that, I really respect how they just rolled their sleeves up and just managed to get back on it again yep. after such a horrible situation. Wow. Wow. Um, oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I appreciate you sharing such personal stories with us, and it's a it's a real... Great inspiration to those listeners out there that are facing hardship, whether it be in business, financial, or physical, with something that's happened to them. So uh, we wish you the best of luck as you get back on that bike. Uh, Next time you get on a bicycle, put that helmet on. Maybe a full face helmet would be a good idea. (laughs) No, I'm just not going to do I'm going to dress up like a a knight where they have (laughs) a suit of armor. Yeah, a suit of armor. There you go. Well, just... You know, so many drivers out there these days are not paying attention and with with mobile phones and things like that. It's just, it's a dangerous place to be. So be careful. We're glad that you overcame that and survived. Let's shift gears here and, and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I always call a career aha moment. It's a time when the headlights come on and kind of illuminated your way for this new idea or this new direction. And, you know, in your case, I'd love to hear a little bit about how did you come up with the ideas for these calendars and this photography, uh, I know you don't shoot the photography, you have a, a friend helping you, but for the, how you style these shots, where did this come from? The very first, it was a bit of an aha moment. I was on the train coming back from the ferry in Liverpool, getting the train back to my city, which is in Sheffield, England. Um, and I was listening to a recording the press conference with John McGuinness and Guy Martin and it was real. the press conference was really funny because Guy's funny and John's funny mm-hmm. but on the same recording I had a sound of an uh, an AJS British old motorcycle which makes this amazing like purr sound it's incredible mm-hmm. anyway I was listening to the press conference on my dictaphone and then the sound of this engine and this kind of strangely conjured up this idea to create a calendar on the train so then that was it then I was off thinking and then the nurse, so that created the TT calendar on the back of this crazy train ride. And then that went down really, really well. And I was amazed at how 
well received it was. Mm. Uh, an editor of a German classic car magazine emailed me out of the blue and said, "Oh, I, I've come across your calendar. If you're crazy enough to make a calendar about STT, surely you're crazy enough to make the calendar about the Nurburgring." <laughs> And he was only joking, but me being stupid, I just thought, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> there you go. And um, and the next thing I knew, I was flying over to um, to the Nürburgring to arrange a meeting, and then that started. And, and um, yeah, that's just as crazy as the TT course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you never know where ideas are going to come from. And I want to let our listeners know, when you do each of your images, uh, when you design these and art direct these, there's a lot of thought that goes into them. They're, again, they're not just a, a pretty woman standing somewhere without clothes on or uh, partially nude or whatever. There's a lot of thought that goes on. And maybe what you can do is you sent me a sheet over explaining each of the months of the calendars. Could you maybe pick one month that you did and and explain a little bit of what went behind the individual shot in that because I think our listeners would be very intrigued especially when it gets into historic racing let's say the Nürburgring for example of the driver the instance the situation of what you were trying to capture well one that springs to mind is um the the image we shot for the carousel section of the Nürburgring which is to anyone who's been there or familiar with the Nürburgring it's this huge beautiful banked uh very it's like a it's almost a hairpin but it's, it's kind of a, a quarter hairpin bend and the reason it's called the carousel is called rudolph caracciola's carousel caracciola's carousel because the first man to win a car race at the nurburgring was rudolph caracciola he would drive right into the bank and, and cut time out by driving right into the ditch so eventually that became banked as a ditch ah so the car he was in when he won that first race is called the white elephant so to create i've done two shots relating to that section and the first one is called the white elephant and i wanted to get an actual elephant so i contacted circuses in germany i contacted the zoo and i wanted to get an elephant on the nurburgring which still to this day would be my dream come true i was gonna say were you able to do that No, but wouldn't it be brilliant? Can you imagine an, an elephant on the Nürburgring? Yes, that would be very cool. Oh, it'd be brilliant. I still get excited about the idea now. <laughs> but anyway, I couldn't. It was. I think the circus wanted €10,000, which I don't have. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the zoo wouldn't let me borrow an elephant for the day. <laughs> Gee, go figure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I had this huge sort of big poster of an elephant made. And that was just one example of me trying to tell that story. So I went through so many different thought processes to try and tell that story. Mm-hmm. And then for the second shot of it, I managed to actually get that original car in the calendar. So I do actually have the Mercedes-Benz SSK Supercharger White Elephant that won that very first race. Very cool. And that was really special. And arranging to get that car took a long, long time. Yeah. Um, and it's those kind of things that when people look at a calendar they probably don't realize how much work goes into each separate prop because they're all genuine parts. They're all original. Mm, Okay. Um, Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I wanted the listeners to understand that because as they go and hopefully go and buy your calendars, which I would encourage them to do, when you start looking at the, the separate images and shots, you start to realize, okay, there's quite an interesting story behind this. It's not, again, just a a simple photograph. There's a lot of thought and history that goes into each of these images. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. How about proudest career moments? I would assume you've had many, but is there one in particular that stands out for you you could share with us today? 
Yeah, when the calendar, the first TT calendar, I had no idea how it was going to be received because it was completely like out there. You know, no one had really done it. Not not saying that I'm anything special, but it hadn't been done before. Not in this way, and that's had, for sure. <laughs> I had no no idea how it was going to be received, and it got on TV and it went down really well. And and I'm so grateful for everybody who's bought a calendar. I really appreciate it, and I was I still get excited about that because. It was. I didn't know what to expect, right. and that was nice. Yeah, and yeah. it kind of taught me a lesson about just having a go. You know, it's um, just do it. Get out there and about, try it. Yeah, See yeah. Get out of it. Like, um, do you like the traveling Wilburys? Oh yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love the idea. I will never forget reading about the traveling Wilburys, and George Harrison said it all started with an idea, and that idea followed up with a phone call, created the traveling Wilburys. Just an idea, a quick phone call, and then he's got the traveling Wilburys. And I love the idea that pick up the phone. It's amazing what you can do when you pick up the phone. Yep, yep. You just start talking to people and, and get out yeah. there and do it. Yeah. Well, that's what is so inspirational here. I, I try to make that happen here on Cars yeah, with all my guests to let the listeners know if you have a thought, you have an idea, you have a dream you're right. Pick up the phone, get out there, and make it happen. Take your clothes off. Yeah, yeah. take your clothes off. Yeah, sometimes that works as well. Might not work as well for me as it works for you, but uh, absolutely. Oh, you know, there's a niche for everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> uh, we'll just move forward from that one as I blush a little bit here on the Cars Yeah podcast. Let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special vehicle? And maybe you could share a memory that you have with that car or motorcycle. Oh gosh! Well, when I was ten, I had um, I had a TY80, Yamaha TY80, like uh-huh. an old trials bike scrambler, and uh, even my dad used to take me up onto the fields uh, where we lived in Rochdale in, in Manchester in England, mm-hmm. and um, that was great. Yeah, that was my first motorbike, and then my first car was a Nova that cost fifty pounds, <laughs> and it was. It was completely rubbish and the brakes didn't work, but it was brilliant and fun. And it was me and my friend, I was about 22. We went all over the country watching geese. I never forget, I was driving to see Bob Dylan racing down this sort of M62 at 90 miles an hour just to get to get Bob Dylan in time and not <laughs> not being able to brake. Uh-oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. no, it could brake, but not very well. Not very, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And sometimes I think the, the, the best vehicles are the comedy vehicles. Yep, you know, they bring best. Yeah. They make you think a little bit, and you've got to think a little bit ahead if your brakes are not that great (laughs) to stop. Yeah, yeah, planning. Yeah. Yeah, heading on a Nova off to see Bob Dylan. Boy, that sounds like a Bob Dylan song right there. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. But um, I don't know. I know in America you have lots of these, but I think the ultimate dream vehicle for me would be an F 250 Highboy from about 1984. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to get to a question uh, at the end of our show here. I'm going to ask you for your dream vehicle. So we'll hang on to that one for now. But as far as seller's remorse, is there a vehicle or a bike that you've let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? Oh, um, an AJS 7R. Beautiful machine. uh, And the best thing about it, they create amazing sound. Mm-hmm. And if I have one of those, I just rev it up all day. <laughs> oh, that sounds like fun. And definitely, you are a car gal, I can tell for sure. How about <laughs> current projects? Now, you've done these projects that we've talked about, and and I'd also like you to talk a little bit about this, uh, the motorcycle sounds that you translate onto canvas. But what are you working on today that really has you excited and fired up? 
Well, um, I can't really talk about it at the moment in too much detail, but there is a team um, next year at the TT, um, a manufacturer who um, I'm interested in doing some sounds uh, going right back the last sort of 50 years of some of the most iconic moments in um, of, of that particular bike's history. Uh-huh. And I'm quite interested in sort of putting together something for the TT, if I can, together with... Um, a collection of machines to, to to work with those sounds. Oh, cool! So, um, but that I mean, but that's kind of in the I don't know, but that but that kind of idea of pairing up um, images along with the actual objects, and then trying to do a bit of research into the history and perhaps write some text as well, and have some nice text panels there so we can read about it as well. Yeah, that's really cool. I love the concept of that. And explain to our listeners, if you can. How do you take these motorcycle sounds and translate them into paint on a canvas? Well, ah, it's a secret. Oh, I, um, okay. I managed to, I managed to somehow, I managed to capture, I managed to get the the files, the sounds. Okay. And then um, I'm able to translate them and. Um, so the actual sound the waves you can yeah, translate. Yeah, so it is oh. like a. Okay. Yeah, it's an accurate representation of the sound that I do. Quite, okay. And then you actually paint, put apply paint to a canvas that somehow emulates or or represents that. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, and I always try and do it in the the colours of the particular machine. So, ah, okay. for example, um, I did a series of I did an exhibition about Mike Halewood and, and the Hondas that he raced. Mm-hmm. So everything was in the the old sort of orangey red that Honda race bikes used to be in the sixties. Oh yeah. So it would always be in the colour. And I'm interested in doing this car series as well at the moment, so I'm looking into that at the moment. Ah, so, yeah, absolutely. Taking sounds, yeah. So that's my um, my next uh, after the TT. That'll be the next sort of project, or maybe before the TT if I get time. Yeah, yeah, very interesting, very cool. Now here's a very introspective question for you, Rachel. If you were a car or a motorcycle, what kind of vehicle would you be, and why? Oh gosh, that's a really good question. <laughs> Well, in some ways, I think I'm a bit like Italian car in breaking down all the time, <laughs> a bit rubbish on the technical side, but like quite sort of random and a bit like I get a bit too excited about things in the way that Italian designers do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the logistics are always failing and the infrastructure is a bit crap. <laughs> so I think in that way, <laughs> I would be an Italian car, although I'm not stylish. So maybe I wouldn't be an Italian. Maybe I'd be a rubbish Italian car. A rubbish uh, but, Italian car. Oh gosh, I'm I'm trying to think what kind of rubbish Italian car there would be. You know, it's well, uh, like, maybe like maybe an old Fiat Uno or something. Uh, I don't know. Okay, yeah. But um, oh, don't I don't want to get Fiat in trouble. I don't get in trouble with Fiat. So um, but I like the idea of also being quite gritty. So I like the idea of being a pickup truck. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Mm, an Italian pickup truck. Mm. No, pickup truck would be American. <laughs> American, okay. Yeah, no 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 nonsense pickup truck. There you yeah. go. Okay. Well, that's why I like that question. It always brings out some very interesting answers. So, Rachel, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. Metrovac has been manufacturing and providing quality automotive vacuums and blowers since 1939. I've used their portable vacuum and blowers for over 15 years in my garage on my cars, motorcycles, around my home, and you should too. Their Air Force Master Blaster Revolution is my go-to tool every time I wash and detail my vehicles. Powered by two twin-fan 4.0 peak horsepower motors, 
the Master Blaster delivers up to 58,000 feet per minute of clean, warm, dry, filtered air. Dry your car without a towel and avoid those nagging micro-scratches. Perfect for the wheels, engines, motorcycles, and all those frustrating water traps in trim, door jams, and seals. Check out all of MetroVac's quality products, deliberately made better in the USA. MetroVac is the right choice. Learn more today at MetroVac.com. Use discount code CARSYA20 and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's right, 20% off. Details at CarsYad.com slash sponsors. Okay, Rachel, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Yep. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? Check your oil. <laughs> yes, very important. From my dad. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dad. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success? Oh, gosh. Um, I think just persevering and having a go. Having a go. Mm-hmm. Having a go, yeah. Yep. Tenacity, perseverance, it's uh, very important for an entrepreneur and a creative person for sure. How about a resource? Is there one in particular that you found really enjoyable, useful? I always think of my parents and... Because they're really like, oh, they're really encouraging about going for things and having to jump in the deep end. But I, Winston Churchill. Winston, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. How about a book? Is there one book in particular that you've enjoyed that you think our listeners would enjoy reading as well? Oh, gosh. I see, I'm really, I'm going to tell you something now that sounds really sad, but I really like looking at the dictionary. The dictionary? No yeah, kidding. Yeah, because sometimes you can just flick through a dictionary. Uh-huh. And you'll find a word that you never... Because I've got um, the big... comp. It's a massive dictionary. It's uh-huh. like you have to have a magnifying glass to read it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's a complete Oxford dictionary. Well, it's called wow. the compact Oxford dictionary, but it's it's about half a meter long, so it's pretty big. Wow. But you can look so much in just looking at one word. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, it's... Out, out the dictionary. The dictionary. You're the first one who's recommended that. And the way you see people texting and posting things these days, I think a lot of oh. people could could use a dictionary in their life, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> me, me included. Oh, my gosh. That's a great – I love that. Well, listeners, you can find links to these great resources that Rachel shared at carsyad.com slash Rachel Clegg, and her last name is spelled C-L-E-G-G. And there's also a great place on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books where you can click and buy books that are recommended by all the past 400-plus guests here on Cars yeah. All right, Rachel, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy. You may have already answered this, but we'll see. If you could have – one collector car, and I'll include collector motorcycle in this offer. Thank you. You're welcome, but don't worry about the price because today I'm going to write that check. What would that one vehicle be, and why? Well, if it, well, a car would be a Ford F250 1984 pickup, a high boy, Ford F250 high boy from about mid 80s. Wow. Well, that's a pretty simple, basic vehicle yeah. compared to any car out there. Why a Ford F-250? Oh, I've been in love with them since I, was, since I lived in Florida. And <laughs> and I love that old school for, you know, with the line going all the way down and uh-huh. it's quite square. Oh, God, I just love, I, I, I just, I look at, I often look at pictures of it when I'm feeling a bit down. <laughs> and I think it's, I think it's the most beautiful 
prettiest machine ever and practical because I've got a lot of stuff and I've got push bikes and toys so I'd want to get a lot of stuff in what I can't have a sports car there's not enough stuff ah okay definitely well that's you know you're going to make it real easy on me today because those are not (laughs) that expensive compared to the guests I had on this morning that wanted a uh, million dollar Porsche so oh uh, no yeah yeah I appreciate that what color would you like so I get you the right one oh thanks um I quite like it any color, really, but either. I think I've seen some sort of brownie sort of colors. So it's really 80s. Like the, the most 80s color you can get, like those old school Ford browns. I like those. Okay. All right. Well, very cool. Very unique. Very different. <laughs> That's a fun one. Well, Rachel, you have taken me on a great ride today, and I've really enjoyed getting to know you better and learning more that's behind this uh, this artwork that you create. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah listeners and with me. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in your Ford F-250? I don't think you're ever too old to be daft. <laughs> now, that's unique. <laughs> I think, you know, just, I think silly is the greatest gift on earth. Just yeah. Be silly. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I love it. That's great. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and to get their hands on your calendars? Um, They can go to um, the the website, which is www.rachelclegg.com. Rachel is spelled A-E-L, so it's R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And that's it. Absolutely. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything that Rachel shared with us today at CarsYeah.com. Just type Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L, into the search bar and her show notes page will pop right up. You can find links to her website. You can buy a calendar for yourself, for your friends. I would encourage you to take a look at the uh, photography, the artwork that she's creating. It's very, very unique, very different. Rachel, thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your story with the listeners and with me. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!